they go out on the street, they'll buy a medical card with their name on it and all of your information. They'll also have a copy of your driver's license. From Money Fit by DRS, it's the Money Fit Podcast, the show about financial education opportunities all around us and practical financial tips right in front of us. I'm Todd Christensen, and today I welcome to the Money Fit Show Pam Holt with Legal Shield to discuss identity theft far beyond the fraudulent use of our credit cards. Warning, the content of this episode may be frightening for unexpecting adult consumers. Stick with me to find out why. Idaho native Pam Holt is an entrepreneur at heart, being committed to helping people stress less and live more. Her motto is people helping people grow in health, wealth, and happiness. She's a senior director with Legal Shield, providing legal and identity theft protection services. She specializes in teaching identity theft and helping folks navigate how to protect themselves, their families, and their businesses. She's a graduate of Boise State University, and in 2010, she received the BSU Alumni Distinguished Service Award. Pam Holt, welcome to the Money Fit Podcast. Thank you, Todd. It's my privilege to be here with you and share with you some information that we feel is very important on the topic of identity theft. Oh, it's, it's great um, to have you. I, I feel the same. That's uh, why I'm so interested to have you on here. Now, Pam, as, as uh, I, I think I mentioned to you, I'm going to start out with an opening question that I ask most of my guests or one of one of a from a question bank. So you ready? Sure. All right. What is one of your favorite things about what you do? I'm a person that likes to give back and help people. You know, my background is also in nursing Mm -hmm. and I just, I don't like to see people in pain and I don't like to see people taking advantage when there's solutions to it. Great. You know, and, and I don't know if we're going to get to it in this episode or a future episode. I'd like to have you back, but I know we're going to talk about your background in medicine and, and, or, or, and, and identity theft and med and medical records. That's, that's an important one, but here's, here's how I'd like to, to start Pam. I think I'd like to start off today's conversation with what most people misunderstand about identity theft. You've had, you've had quite a bit of experience helping people with this. So what do you think it is that uh, most people misunderstand about identity theft? I think the biggest misconception about identity theft is most people think it's just um, their credit cards. Right. And their credit. And they think that they can prevent it by shredding all their information and stuff. But it's bigger than that, Todd. Mm-hmm. You've spoken in the past to me about black market websites and the, the notion of an identity theft cartel. Could you could you share with my listeners what you might mean by that? Well, there's a black market website out there. And actually, that's where people can go in and the thieves can go in and they exchange information. I mean, they'll pick up a little bit of information off of, off of your Facebook. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you've got your date of birth on there or, you know, different information where you graduated from school, they'll pick up different information and then they'll go into this cartel, I call it, and 
they'll say, well, I've got Pam's information. I've got her social security number. Mm -hmm. And you may say, well, I've got her address or her mother's maiden name. And they'll piece it together and then they'll go out on the street and they'll sell it. Hmm. And and who, the, the people that they're going to sell that to, what are, what are they going to do with your date of birth and social security number? I mean, you've obviously credit cards is, is, is one that a lot of people think of. Is that all that we need to be concerned about? No, you need to be concerned about all your personal information. It's like they go out on the street and they'll sell it to somebody that needs some, um, they'll buy a medical card with their mm -hmm. name on it and all of your information. And they'll also have a copy of your driver's license because when you go in to a new medical facility and you're a new patient, of course, they have you fill out a medical questionnaire, right? Mm -hmm. And they ask you for your medical card and they ask you for a photo ID. So the thief turns around or the, the person goes around and he, he gives them your driver's license with their picture on it mm -hmm. and your medical card. And they'll go, well, wait a minute. This address doesn't match what's on your driver's license. Right. And you go, oh, I just moved and I haven't had a chance to get a new driver's license. They go in and have the services. And with identity theft, you're guilty until you prove that you're innocent. So you go in and have the services done and you're liable for it. One example is one of my clients down in California. Mm -hmm. She got a bill one day and it was a maternity bill, hmm. but it was on her eight year old daughter. Oh, wow. And so she took her down to the hospital where the services were given and they go, she couldn't have a baby. She's only eight year old. And she goes, you're right. And they go, so... I'm not responsible for the bill. They said, yes, you are, because that's all the information. Mm -hmm. And they said, so who used my medical information? And they go, I'm sorry, under HIPAA, we can't release, we can only talk to the person that received the services. Mm -hmm. But yes, you are responsible for the bill. Wow. I mean, it seems so obvious, but they're just, what, the, the medical office is just trying to cover their own legal behind because of, of some of the uh, privacy laws that they have, that they're so uh, have to adhere to? HIPAA says that you can only release information to the person that received the, that received the services. And this is true any place mm -hmm. when it comes to HIPAA. And um, they, unless you have authorization to release the information to a third party. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's true in, like if I wanted to call, that's the reason you need a, a power of attorney and have all your final stuff set up because if something happens to you and you can't take care of your affairs and you want somebody else to do it, like the banks or your credit cards or anybody, nobody can release any information unless you get permission under HIPAA. Mm, okay. Well, And to yeah. buy the information, it's really cheap. I mean, social security numbers are going for $3. Credit card information is going for $1.50. Date of birth is going for $3. Mother's maiden name is going for $6. Hmm. And each of those bits of information can certainly be used uh, to, to really make your life miserable, I guess. Oh, it's a nightmare. 
How long, how long can it take if you become a victim of this kind of uh, identity theft? What, what, what's a range of time that might take to, to address it and fix things? Well, that's a good question because like if you're dealing with a, a credit card or a bank, the banks have gotten really, really good at helping you take care of that. I mean, mm-hmm. but if it's something like your medical issue or you've been charged, um, you get your tax return, you don't get your tax return or you don't get your refund, um, it can take anywhere from a month to maybe a year. Hmm. I've heard horror stories where they've tried to get their tax returns straightened out and it's taken a year to two years and they couldn't get their refund, but they couldn't file for the next year because the other one was still Hmm. being taken care of. So it just depends upon the degree of what's happening. Well, I, I appreciate what you're what you're saying here because I think a lot of listeners, uh, myself included, for many years, when we thought of identity theft or we think of identity theft, we just think of uh, somebody opening up a credit card in our name. But uh, the medical and taxes, uh, and just about you, you mentioned a driver's license that, that opens up a whole new range of possibilities for how our identity is is used by uh, by fraudsters. Yeah, the thieves are not after your credit. They're after your identity. So mm. they can go out and become you. Okay, that, so that that I think might address this statement that I hear fairly regularly when I've been in the community doing classes. Uh, and, and I hear people say, well, if somebody wants my credit information, my personal information, they can have it. Thing, they're so, they can't screw it up any worse than I already have. And so it seems like you're saying to me that's really not a, a valid justification or a valid point even. That's correct. Because when you look at identity theft and you look at the amount of identity theft that's going on, your credit cards are only 16%. Hmm of what's being taken care of out there. And like, there's also criminal identity theft and that's where they go out and they commit a crime or they get a DUI and they use your driver's license and you don't show up for court and guess what? There's a warrant out for your arrest. Hmm. And you know, this standing example is if there's a warrant out for your arrest and they break into your house, and they put, wake you up in the middle of the night, they break into your house and they have a laser on you. And because they're ready to arrest you, you don't say, well, I wonder what my credit report is. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that would be a definite horror story. Hopefully we can, we can avoid that. Well, Pam, how did, how did you become so passionate about, about your field? What is it that, uh, that got you into this? Well, like I said in the beginning, I don't like to see people harmed. I don't like their livelihood taken away from them. I don't like their lifestyle destroyed. Mm -hmm. And if I can help them in some way with the services or the education that I provide, it just makes me give warm fuzzies because Mm -hmm. they can sleep at night. They're not stressed out and they just enjoy life. That that, uh, sounds very satisfying. Uh, Pam, as we, as we finish up here, could you, uh, would you mind, is, is there one bit of practical advice or a step that the listeners can take that you would recommend they would take 
uh, about uh, uh, identity theft prevention today? That's a good question. I think, you know, there's a lot of services out there. It's like, for me, I've got my private investigator in one pocket and I've got my attorney in the other pocket. And it's not costing me an arm and a leg. It's costing me less than a dollar a day. Mm -hmm. And it just gives me peace of mind knowing that big brothers out there are watching out for me and I get an alert if anything pops up. That's interesting to flip the idea of big brother from uh, watching us and, and controlling, trying to control us to actually protecting us. That's right. Well, uh, Pam, how can uh, my listeners connect with you online? What's uh, Do you have a URL they can find you at? I do. It's Pam Holt, and Holt is H-U-L-T, dot wearelegalshield.com. Very good. I'll, I'll make sure to put that in our uh, show notes today. For now, thank you, Pam, uh, for being with us today. I appreciate the work you do. To my listeners, thank you for joining us. Please check out our podcast archives at moneyfit.org slash podcast. Until the next time, please stay money fit and stay well. Stay well.